welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how fantastic... I don't know what else would we do in Toyotas, Jimmy. Give me something. Hurry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> this is not the professional show for you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Snail Trail 4x4 podcast, episode 265. And, uh, you know, it's just another day in paradise here in the recording studio. I get to spend it, you know, again with a good buddy of mine, Mr. Jimmy Jet, who... Um, does not answer questions on the spot like I thought he would. <laughs> I had something that I had in mind, but it, I didn't deem it very appropriate. And oh. I didn't think we should get your uh, little kid <laughs> laugh. Well, now I hear it uh-huh. is, but yeah. Uh-huh. So anyways. Gotcha. Anyways, how are you today, man? I'm good. <laughs> Welcome I'm good. to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good day, man. We've been having some great weather. Yes. Uh, winter is officially yes over. Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, kind of, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, We're recording on January 18th here. Um, and, uh, winter is over in NorCal. Yeah, we maybe, so, I mean, mm-hmm. if we, uh, go with the trees, I've, I've learned to, uh, not fight the tree. Yeah. So I, I called the tree out and called it bullshit last year and it proved me wrong. So I think it I'm still rained it and year. was still cold, but it didn't, there wasn't much snow after that. Yeah. There was no more addition to the snowpack essentially after that. So, um, yeah. Uh, it, so your tree, you have a tree. Let's explain this real yes. quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you have a tree. What kind of fruit? It's a fruiting, a fruit tree of some kind? It's an apricot tree. An apricot tree. Okay. Yeah. And it's one of the very first things to bloom um, in spring. In springtime. Yeah. Once yeah. spring comes around. So it's a very early bloomer, mm-hmm. but to some extent, it's sort of... It's kind of like me. A, it's kind of an indicator <laughs> that <laughs> spring is here or, yeah. or coming very soon. Yeah. So last year, I want to say that tree started blooming at like... I don't know, beginning first week, second week of February, something like that. Yeah, it was early February. I yeah, think. we were mm-hmm. walking through, you know, the snail trail shop area and you're like, oh, winter's over. And I was like, bullshit. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, no, seriously, this tree blooms. It's like one of the first things to start blooming when spring hits. And I was like, bullshit. It's second week of February. We're not done with the winter yet. And sure as hell, we did not get any more snow um, last year. And then last year ended up being a very dry year in Northern California. Um, sort of. You could, I don't know if you can quite say that. It was know, a very right? dry year until December hit. Until December, yeah. And then, <laughs> December and then we got was the all the rain year. and all the snow. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, this year, that tree started blooming like a week ago. Yeah, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's and not so, a full bloom. It's still only the top of the tree is blooming. But mm-hmm. I was I was walking around in the yard for something, and I'd like, oh, oh there's buzzing going on. Uh-oh. And I look up, and there's a bunch of bees flying around, and the flowers are out. And I was uh-huh. like, yeah, I sent a photo to the group, and I was like, oh, winter's over. Winter's over. Spring no. is soon. No. So hopefully the tree is wrong. Hopefully the tree is wrong, but it but hasn't I, been for a while. Oh, yeah. So somehow <laughs> yeah. that tree knows. Yeah, it does. Um, so anyways, now I'm kind of like with winter fun fest postponed. Um, hope there's still snow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping there's still snow at the end of February. There's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
that's it's a long long ways away so there was um just in the i want to say the last week and a half there's probably been about two to three feet of snow melt already. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into this a little bit more later in the episode, but I went snow wheeling this weekend or this last weekend. And um, from the weekend prior, I got a picture from uh, uh, one of our buddies um, of the trail that we were going to go play on this last weekend. And the snow berm at the trailhead was about six six and a half feet tall, something like that. When we got there, it was about four feet tall. Wow. So in the matter of about a week, that snow berm melted about two, two to three feet. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later on. I'm hoping there's snows left for winter fun fest. And now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we'll see. we've been getting some beautiful weather down here in the valley in the Sacramento Valley. So it's still chilly. Still a little chilly. I think, um, you know, when I walked to the mini assistant to school this morning, it was still below 40. Oh, wow. It was okay. still high 30s. Gotcha. But yeah. Yeah. The afternoons have been sunny. I was out working on the trailer and, you know, in a t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Usually lately I've been rocking around with pants and short sleeve mm-hmm. shirt, but yeah. yeah, it's the days are nice and then it gets mm-hmm. cold at night. Yeah. So. I mean, I think we're like high 30s and uh in the, in the mornings or, you know, overnight and mm-hmm. then maybe in the fifties during the day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how weather plays out for the rest of the, the season here. We um, did get a message from Charles Locke and he sent us a photo and he <laughs> said right. it was 105 at his house. Yeah. <laughs> or where they were camping. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like to camp in 105 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost like, Oh, that sounds so nice right now. And I was like, no, 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 I'd rather have <laughs> this little cold weather and throw on a jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, let's see for today's show. We have, uh, some things to get to. We have a voicemail. Oh, good. From somebody. Sweet. Um, and then, uh, we have, uh, some stories from the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, some things to announce for the next, you know, coming up a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Sounds good. So, Let's do it. All righty. We, uh, first thing I want to get into is of course our patrons. Oh, those gentlemen and ladies. Yep. All two of them mm. that love us. Yay. And the rest of them don't really love us. We just have two that love us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are they? I think that's uh, you and me are <laughs> <laughs> signed up on our own patron. Um, uh, thank you guys for all the support. Seriously. Um, we're planning, uh, kind of looking at the calendar for this year and planning stuff out for the year. And, um, having your guys support is going to go a long ways to, uh, helping us get out to some of the locations, uh, that we're looking at getting out to this year, like cruise Moab. Yes. Like the overland expo mm-hmm. West, um, P and W expo, uh, and, uh, a couple Maybe of other stuff. overland expo, Colorado maybe I'm um, worse. They call it. Yeah. It depends on how much time <laughs> I'm gone for the other one. Sure. So I can still afford more time off. So, um, so there, there's those, um, let's see, we'll be out at uh, Sierra Trek again this year. We're oh, yeah. planning on, we need to write up a calendar. We really do. Um, King of the hammers. We're going to be out at, are, are we are, Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, we're going to be, um, I'm looking at, um, trying to get a vendor booth for, uh, both of the JJ's really this year. Yeah. So I don't know if they will let me come in with a Toyota 4Runner for the Jeep Jamboree and Jeepers Jamboree. Um, 
but you know, I'm also debating on putting a little Jeep emblem off of the, the front grill and put a <laughs> Rubicon decals on my fenders. That'd be super and funny. And see if, see if I can sneak in. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got lots of plans coming up for the year. Um, coming up for King of the Hammers. Uh, we are putting together a listener meetup day. Yes, we are. Yeah. When is it? Uh, Thursday, EMC day. Yes, it is Thursday so, yep. at lunchtime. Lunchtime. Yep. Or are we going to do just after? We haven't f- quite figured this out, I guess. Are yeah. we going to do just after lunch and try to be nice to the pizza parlor and uh, delay their <laughs> delay or their busy time? Either that or we can kind of warn them early in the morning or the day before or something like that and say, hey, we're going to be ordering six, five or six pizzas, something like that. Um, when would be best for you guys? Sure. Maybe able to pick them up, you know, right before the lunch rush and then take them over and meet everybody there. So, um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do a meetup at the Morflate booth in Hammertown, which will be right next to the Yoda mafia booth. Um, so you guys can look for that. It's over near the, I forget what gate that is. Um, two, is that two, one. I think it's one. One is over on that side because I think two one, is two, down at three. The, yeah, okay, so probably think, one. Yeah, I think it's over near gate one, um, and then uh, a second row in from gate one, something like that. But anyways, cool. uh, more flight booth, and then around lunchtime on Thursday during the EMC race. And during, uh, we're just going to hang out. We're going to get some pizzas and um, first come, first serve on the pizzas. Excellent. Uh, come by, say hi. Uh, let's see. Um, we have a little mini box and ratcheting wrenches going out for a bunch of people. Um, hopefully before we leave for King of the Hammers, we'll hopefully get yeah. those out in the mail for everybody. Yeah. In regards to the King of the Hammer, um, snail trail kind of giveaway thing mm-hmm. that we were doing, I've mm-hmm. gotten everybody's addresses except for two people. So nice. yeah. And I think on the keychain thing that we were supposed to be giving out like months and months and months ago, <laughs> yeah. um, I believe that we have the vast majority of everybody's email cool. or uh, mail and addresses. So we're, if you were supposed to be getting both of those, we're probably just going to combine it into one package and shoot it off yeah. to you here shortly. I have a cool. bunch depending for the keychains. I can, I have a bunch of the like little padded envelopes. Oh, okay. So we could send them on those, but um, mm-hmm. we need to figure out stuff for the other items. Yeah. Um, cool. That should work out well. Um, we've pretty much reached out to everybody. We have had a few people reach back out from, uh, last Monday's episode where we announced to saying, Hey, if you won and your name was announced as one of the winners, make sure that, uh, we have your shipping address. So thank you guys for (laughs) hearing that episode and reaching back out. It does help us and the, the, the time it takes to put all of these together on the back end. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I shot an email out to everybody who I didn't have their address for. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've had a few people message me saying, Hey, I didn't get your email address, but here's my address. Yeah. And I didn't send emails to people that were $10 or $20 patrons because yeah. we already had your mailing addresses and Patreon. And I yeah. did the due diligence of going mm-hmm. through that and pulling out everybody's nice address first. Hopefully the addresses are correct. And yeah, there if hasn't not, been you any- need to go into <laughs> Patreon and change your dang address. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um, so cool, man. Uh, we also have parts rolling in for April's gift box. Yes, we do. They so just showed up today, exciting. yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, about half of the gift boxes showed up yesterday and, um, we just got confirmation from, uh, uh, two more, um, P 
people that are going to be involved with the gift box. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we're Two waiting. good companies too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and then, uh, yeah. So things are rolling and we're, we're yeah. like way ahead of we're everything. Super now. ahead of schedule on this one, <laughs> oh, which is yeah. great. Yes. Um, so those will be going out. Look for those, uh, come April. It's going to be another themed box for everybody. Um, with some really cool companies lined up, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and then if you're planning on upping your subscription or signing up for the gift box tier, um, that'll open up April 1st. Yes. So put that on your calendars and be ready for it. I really, I'm considering if, if everything goes well, I'd mm-hmm. really like to try and get the boxes shipped like the very last day of March or the day before. Mm-hmm. So people really do get their boxes that first week of April. That, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Cause our, I don't want to give the, the box theme away with possibly what month theme we have. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a great, I'm, I'm super excited for April. I think yeah. it's besides Tyler's month. Yes. I think it's going to be a, a fun <laughs> month as well. Cool. Um, let's see this month's giveaway. Uh, is a tire repair kit, one of the Morflate Ultimate Tire Repair Kits with the Extreme Upgrade in there. So it's going to have um, all your tire plugs, 50 tire plugs, the metal T-handles, a bunch of other little goodies in there, some valve stems uh, and Colby valves and glue tread sidewall kits. Uh, so, um, pretty nice locked and loaded, uh, tire repair kit for the off-roading individual. Um, so if you want to get in on that giveaway, make sure you're signed up on the, uh, patron giveaway tier, uh, by the end of the month. So yeah. January 31st, you need to be signed up by in order to get a chance for that. Uh, we also have, uh, we're coming up on 400 reviews. Yeah, but before you get there, um, I do also want to say, since we're talking about patrons, is that we've had a few people do the annual subscription sign up, and that's still open. Uh, We're not sure if we're going to close it down at the end of the month or not, but right now, if you only want your credit card to get hit once and uh, not every month, uh, go over there and sign up on the annual subscription. Correct. Yeah, so uh, we are up to 362 reviews right now. Okay. We're chugging our way towards 400 chugging our way towards 400. So, uh, 38 more, and then we get to do another swag giveaway. We're still waiting for six string trucker to, uh, get in contact with us and prove who you are, who you are. Um, and that way we can get a swag pack out to you. So six string trucker got a lot of good swag laying right over there in the corner. Mm -hmm. Some of it's a little sparkly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is it so glittery? Uh, because we dumped out the, the sparkle dust from the destroyed third member onto it. So, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's actually a legit reason. I was waiting for something else. Uh, sparkle dust from the, the stripper you visited the other day. I wasn't going to admit it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what about the sparkle farts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are always good. <laughs> it's very bizarre to explain what you have sparkle skid marks in your undie pants. Yeah, I was just alluding to the new button on the board. Oh, yeah. Get in, sparkle farts. We got chaos to spread. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Anyways, um, yeah, so I think that about does it for all the housekeeping stuff. Uh, unless you had anything that you can think of we were forgetting. No, I think we're good. Cool. Let's get on to some uh, voicemail. Okay. Right. So this one 
Uh, it's a semi-long one. We'll see what we got going on here. You ready to go? I am. All right. Hey, uh, Tay Tay and Jimmy. Uh, forgot what I called about. Oh, yeah. So your y'all's Christmas episode, I don't know. I listened to it a long drive ahead. Great. Hilarious. Laugh a lot. But I was thinking, you guys should, like, start, like, a side podcast. Maybe this is the one you started out that has something to do with the, uh, the movie reviews. And, uh, you know, instead of Rotten Tomatoes, you know, you all do, like, uh, the Snail Trail reviews and rate it by the shell. So be like, hey, this is a five shell, four and a half shell, whatever the case might be. I don't know. And also, if, uh, Tyler, if you listen, or you listen to the, uh, Untold, Toyota Untold podcast with the new Toyota Tundra they're talking about, you should definitely cancel your Ford Bronco um, and get a new toilet pepper. Just say. That'd make you a lot cooler. But anyway, hey, long-time listener, two-time caller, second-time caller. Uh, love the show. Peace out, fellas. Do you know who that was? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't either. But you know what's funny is that <laughs> – at one point in my life, I did want to do movie reviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I was going to rate them in like one through four. Uh-huh. And it was going to be, it would, the highest rating would be go watch the movie during like pay full price, right? And go uh, watch okay. the movie. Uh-huh. And then the tier down was going to be matinee price. Okay. Or tier down would be like um, rental or and then okay. the next one would be avoid it don't watch avoid it don't watch it yeah but now they have so many other versions of movies mm-hmm. like should you see it in 3d or mm-hmm. um i know that um at the galleria they have moving moving chairs like oh, it'll vibrating move like chairs. vibrating yeah, yeah. chairs or they lean and turn uh-huh you know and so like you could we could start adding <laughs> it. like it, this would like we saw it at this but i think it'd be a very fun movie to try it in you know 3d you know yeah. or it'd be a great movie to do it in the you know these other ones can you imagine doing the kessel run or watching the kessel run in yeah. those chairs right that'd be fun yeah right <laughs> that'd be that would be a lot of fun uh-huh. so yeah i don't know i mean i i we have or i have thought about it at one point I just don't have a lot of time to go see movies anymore. Right. I don't either. And um, the movies I do see are all G rated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a, you know, and then the idea of, you know, starting another podcast. Has anybody found the other podcast yet? I don't think so. No, <laughs> nobody's mentioned that they found it yet. So, no. okay. Um, no, yeah, we, there's, we've had people mention that they've looked for it and it yeah. hasn't, it's not connected to us yeah. and it's, there's for obvious reasons, it's not connected to <laughs> yeah. us, but yeah, it's no, uh, to my knowledge, nobody's told us the title of the, po- our second podcast. So. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anybody's mentioned it yet either. So, um, yeah, there's a bunch of different ideas that we would, you know, love to do. Um, but we just don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always thought that if I could get back to two minute Tuesdays on YouTube, Mm -hmm. it'd be fun to do two minute Tuesdays tool reviews, especially since we work with gear wrench so Mm -hmm. much. I could talk about a bunch of gear wrench tools or any other tools that are out there on the market, Mm -hmm. like maybe Ryobi or something like that. (laughs) And, but then I could move those into podcasts Mm -hmm. too very easily. Mm -hmm. And so I could like, you know, have one hand feeding the other sort of a scenario. And I thought that'd be a lot of, they would be work out really well, but mm-hmm. I, I just haven't got around to doing them or spending the time to do it. Yeah. But I thought like a two minute podcast would be neat. And I, you know, to the some extent, I didn't think that I, 
I mean, we already released two podcasts on snail trail four by four, right? Should like a two minute one every week. Now we have three podcasts coming <laughs> yeah. out. You know, I just didn't want to bombard everybody Yeah. on, on the flip side, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we added into our, you know, Thursday's episodes, like the two minute review, mm-hmm. two minute to- tool talk. Oh yeah. Have it know. be a, we could almost add it in the Monday episode where or Thursday. I don't know. It wouldn't really fit the Mondays, but we have that break in the Monday episode. Yeah. In between the, the, in the kind of housekeeping stuff and the main talk. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that there's, there's a lot of different ideas and ways that we can expand it. Um, we just need to find a way to clone ourselves. And uh, <laughs> so we have more time to do these other fun ideas that we want to yeah. look into doing. So I mean, no does only work for so long. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you can only avoid sleeping for so long before you um, kill somebody. I read this study. <laughs> this is way uh, off of off in blue sky here, but I read this book or this uh, article about how um, it was a, a study and they kept people awake for a long time. They let uh, people sleep. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they're like a, a small amount. They let people sleep their normal amount and then they had people sleep a lot. Okay. Like even if you were like you just got like 10 hours of sleep uh-huh. or just stayed in bed, uh-huh. you know, and then, um, no sleep or I guess you can't sleep the whole time, but yeah. yeah. And they said that people that ha- slept like eight hours, uh-huh. six to eight hours got more work done than the people that weren't were or didn't sleep at all uh, because they were more efficient yeah. and, um, so you need sleep. Huh. Sleeping is the time for your brain to file and organize everything that sort of went on during the day mm-hmm. and to clear your head in a way. Mm-hmm. And so you outperformed the people that had little sleep to no sleep. Yeah. It's also the time when your, your muscles, um, and your, your cardiovascular system repairs itself. Yeah. The most, um, it just, it takes in all the oxygen and, you know, floods out all of the True. the different acids and whatnot that get built up in your muscles yeah. throughout the day. So sleep yeah. is essential. <clears throat> yep. For all those people that like follow Casey Neistat and go like, he only sleeps four hours a day. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's not healthy. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. So let's see. Um, we did a voicemail. And so uh, that was a good one. Thank you to whoever you are, yeah. the mystery caller. Please out there. tell us your names <laughs> when you call in. <laughs> right. Don't, um, as, don't assume we know you. Yeah. So that's a pretty much all I had on the to-do list for housekeeping stuff. And for uh, before we get into the what, what in the butt. Um, so what were you doing last weekend, sir? Yeah. So last weekend I went up to my buddy's cabin. Okay. And, um, it's the assistant's birthday this week. And so happy birthday assistant. Yeah. Um, she's turning 21 again. Nice. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) This is the third time. This is the (laughs) 38th time, 39th time. Uh, and she, I, she has great friends and she has really, really bad friends. Oh, at the same time, same With, people. Oh, same people. Okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, interesting. She has really How good friends, <laughs> but her friends don't ever want to do anything for her birthday. Oh. Like ne- like it's, she's, she told me when we were, when I was like, okay, hey, your birthday's coming up and this is kind of an important one. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do? And she's like, nothing. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean you want to do nothing? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's go do something, uh-huh. you know, let's have a party or let's get some friends together. Let's do trivia or whatever. Yeah. She's like, nobody wants to hang out for my birthday. Like that's BS. <laughs> like I can call up a bunch of people right now and they'll be here and we'll hang out. <laughs> oh like that's God. not a problem. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, all my friends do dry January. 
Interesting. Do you know what that is? Just no drinking in yeah, January? Yeah, no drinking in January. Why so would they you all, do that? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. It's like, why would you not drink <laughs> Yeah. ever? Yeah. But, uh, Jason. Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's learned his lesson. So. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, I have too. Okay, good. Anyways, so yeah, so we invited some of our friends up to the cabin, mm-hmm. and then um, I invited my buddy Jimbo, whose birthday was yesterday, mm-hmm. um, as like, a, hey, let's get these birthday people together and let's yeah. hang out. And all of our friends flaked. All of her friends said no. Yep. They were one. They're like, it's too far. And the other one's like, why are we going to go there? Mm-hmm. We get we're like, we're like, we're going to hang out, party and drink and go to the snow and yeah. be in the snow. And they're like, it's just a weekend away. Yeah, it's you, a weekend away to get away. And yeah. yeah, everybody, all their friends flaked. And so like, it's not sort like of going to Texas. What is no. <laughs> So sort of last minute, okay. like I talked about, I think last week, how I went down to um, my buddy's mom's funeral. Yeah. Um, we invited like two or three of those guys mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to come up? Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> and so it really was more of a party with my friends, yeah. <laughs> but okay. I proved to her that my friends are cooler than her friends are because okay. my friends are still willing to come out and party and hang out and drink. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a good time. It was pretty low key all in all. Um, there was a snow berm. Okay. Um, the concern in was front of the cabin, in front of the cabin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cause, uh, the cabin's on a paved road and they plow the road. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on a main loop in the, the cabin track area. Okay. Um, I'm, I <laughs> side story mm-hmm. when my buddy got this cabin, I was very disappointed in him because the cabin has another cabin closer to it okay. than the closest house to my house. Does that oh. make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm like, this cabin is in more, and that's why I called it a cabin track, Yeah, right? It's in more of a housing community uh-huh. than my house is. It's like yeah. my house is more rural yeah. than where the cabin <laughs> I go to. That's what I don't like. Okay, sorry, sidetrack here. Um, you know, I was, while I was up at North Star, we yeah. went and drove through some of the communities there in uh, Kings Beach. Yeah, sure. And it's house on top of house. It, there. They're on top mm-hmm. of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people are like, no, we love coming out here for the cabin. I'm like, these are fucking cabins. No. This is a tight built in community where you can see your neighbor cooking in their kitchen and wave at them. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, this is, that's not a cabin to me. Mm-mm. I and need so, it to be more rural or the, now yeah. I guess the rule for me is the ha- the next cabin has to be farther away than the next house from my house. Yes. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Which okay. is not terribly far, yeah. but it's still the fact that the cab the houses the cabins are so close together. Yeah. So anyways, um so if the- you can if you can see your neighbor in their bathroom while they're they're taking care of their business, it's too close. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's too close in yeah, general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the drapes down or yeah. something, blinds down. Yeah. Um. So anyway, their main roads plowed, uh-huh. and they're all not too high. They're only like five thousand fifty five hundred. What town area? It's out by um, Pinecrest. Okay. Um. So up the one hundred eight. Above one hundred eight corridor. The, yep. Up one hundred eight above gotcha. Sonora. Okay. Um. Yeah. Above Twain Heart, almost a Pinecrest, but not quite gotcha. to Pinecrest. Okay. Um, and the concern was there was going to be like this big berm mm-hmm. to get in. And when we got there, it was only maybe four feet tall. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was fortunate enough that we actually got a slow start that by the time I got there, they were pretty <laughs> much done digging out this berm. Good timing, Jimmy. It was awesome. There was, they had this one hump that was sort of high. And I was like, well, do you guys want me to just drive in and push that hump down? Yeah. And they're like, you think you can make it through? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't in Bobcat. I was in the Tacoma. Yeah. 
But I'm like, you have a rear locker though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're fine. I was like, yeah, I can, I can get through that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I hit it in four wheel drive high, not locked first. Mm-hmm. And I just got up on top of it and I didn't have a, like a big runway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, didn't quite make it. So then I backed up, put it in low, put the locker on and then just creeped over it. Like yeah. really slow. <laughs> I got to the top and my buddies were like, go, 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 go. You know, I'm like, my rear tires are still on pavement. Yeah. Once my four tires got on the snow and ice, then I gave it a little goose, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I went back and forth a bunch of times, tried to flatten it out. And then they're like, just pull forward as far as you can. I'm like, okay. And I like drive, you know, I drove past where we normally park and parked back by the wood pile. Uh And they're like, wow, you made it look really easy to drive through the snow. (laughs) I'm like, well, and I didn't air down or do anything, you know, it's just like, it's the snow's not very thick. tires you guys. They did good. Uh They did clump up with snow, but I Mm -hmm. I didn't air down, you know, so. Um, but they did fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so then my buddy, uh, Jimbo pulled in with his like Chevy 2500 dual cab long uh. bed, um, <laughs> on street tires and was slipping yeah. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And then my buddy Charles pulled in behind him with a forerunner and mm-hmm. did just creeped over it like I did. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, so it was kind of, kind of fun to, I did a little snow wheeling. Hey, if you get your <laughs> wheels on snow, man, that's a that's mm-hmm. snow wheeling. Absolutely. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Um, and that was fun. And then the rest of the time, I mean, we had a snowball fight with the kids that were there. Mm -hmm. Um, they were like trying to pot and pant like team people against each other. Like, Uh, will you be on my team? Will you be on my team? And like, yeah. And then eventually like, as soon as we walked outside and realized that like one kid ran to one side and the other kid ran to the other side and all like the parents were supposed to go to sides. Uh-oh. We sort of went to the sides and then we got our snowballs and then we just attacked the kids, all the parents versus kids. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So they got destroyed. Uh huh. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, as good parents should do yeah. teach their kids that their life is not about always winning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to win at everything. Yeah. I had a uh-huh. phenomenal meal that night. Uh, one of the moms made gnocchi and okay. we had salad and, um, some veggies on the side and, it, but it was outstanding. Super nice. cheesy. Yeah. Um, like cheesy. Yeah. Stuff. And then the next day we went for a hike. Um, we did this mm-hmm. hike around Pine Crest Lake. It's like five, five and a half miles or so. Okay. Um, sections were snowy and sections were dry mm-hmm. maybe some water running down it you know from the mm-hmm. snow but the so the north like the south facing side of the lake okay was dry yeah right yeah and then the north facing side of the lake was frozen uh-huh. <laughs> uh but yeah it was a, i mean it was a good trip it wasn't very you know um over the top it was a, you know more of a trip to get away and relax and hang out with some friends and you know, um, the assistant was double fisting, you know, but at, at points. <laughs> uh-huh. And so she had a great time. It's not dry January for her. No, no, <laughs> no it's not, not no. for either of us. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you know, she, we didn't have the kiddo, um, with us. Okay. Uh, so it was our time to relax and have yeah. some fun. And we played settlers of Catan. Have uh, you ever played that one? I have not. Oh, it's pretty, it's fun. I don't have the patience for that. Like I don't have the attention span for it. I think. Yeah. It, it takes a while. It takes, it yeah. can become a long game. Yeah. You know, it's like, although I play bridge. So like I have the attention span and yeah. for bridge, which okay. is weird, but I don't have the attention span for settlers of Catan. Yeah. So. You need to yeah. just try it once or twice and then you'll yeah. be like, this is fun. Cause it, mm-hmm. I mean, there is once it's not your turn, there's, you know, there's a few things that happen that affect you, but not really. Right. So when it's not okay. your turn, you can kind of just 
do whatever, you know? Gotcha. And then once it's your turn, that's like, okay, what do I have to do? But there's always trading involved. So it's like, mm. you might not have something and somebody wants to trade it and you have a bunch of something that they might want, you know? Is it like monopoly then? You can, it's a, that, uh, I mean, no, you kind of have, you have five resources. Okay. And, um, is fireball one of them? No. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Continue. No, that's the sixth bonus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so somebody might have, you know, I think that, let's see, there's wheat, sheep, rock, brick, and forest or wood, right? Okay. Um, and so say somebody doesn't have rock and you have, fo- you know, forest. A of forest. Yeah. And they're like, I need forest or some wood, you know, mm-hmm. and I've got rock to trade. And you're like, okay, here you go. You know, and you can okay. trade it and then you use those to build things or whatever. Gotcha. But yeah, so that took us in way into the night, one of the nights and (laughs) Uh yeah, so it was good. It was a good weekend. Loki, Mm -hmm. like I was saying, you know, we got out into the snow. We did some hiking in the snow. I drove on very little snow, but Mm -hmm. still put it, I put it in four wheel low. There you go. And put the locker on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I'm counting that as wheeling. That works. Um, I'll count it. Yeah. Dug a small little cave. Mm -hmm. So a kid could jump in it. Nice. And then I broke it on top of him <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> nice. He stood up. He's like, what the heck? I'm like, that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. Um, nice. Yeah, that's about all I had to, all I have to say for the most part. Okay. We, we went all the way through Monday. So mm-hmm. today is my Monday since we're recording here gotcha. on Tuesday. And yep. yeah, so I'm kind of like, I had a bunch of emails to go through this <laughs> last night and yeah. where everybody's trying to figure out King of the Hammer stuff and yeah. us included, you know, and we have to make dinner for 40 people. Yeah. 30, 34, 36, 34 people, 34. Yeah. Is that including us as well? Or is uh, that, ooh, I don't know. Yes, it is because one, of the, I think so. Okay. Because I didn't look for our names on the list, uh, but I saw um, somebody that is working with us and their name was on the list. Gotcha. So I think that includes us. So 30 other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And to um, some extent you have mm-hmm. people working and volunteering, mm-hmm. which I, if you're not going to the king of the hammers and you don't have anything to do, you should probably be volunteering. I agree. I think that we should make that call out again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the uh, the volunteers are needed. Um, they 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 need still need a lot of volunteers at a lot of different situations, a lot of different um, uh, locations and jobs, right? So if you have some spare time while you're down there and you you got you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna be hanging out all day Friday with nothing to do, then <laughs> um, then uh, yeah, oh, Friday is EMC day, not Thursday. Yes. Thursday is side by sides. Correct. So the snail, the snail trail meetup at the Morflate booth is on Friday during the did, EMC oh, race. Did we say Thursday? I think we said Thursday. Okay. Friday. Yeah. It's during <laughs> the EMC race. <laughs> yes. During the EMC race. Um, so I believe it's Friday because Saturday is the 4400. Yeah. Um, Sometime so. around lunch will be more. We'll talk more later yeah. and we'll throw it up on social media. Yeah. With a more definitive hour. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, more volunteers are needed still for every every job out there. So if you're like, yeah, I could use, you know, I got some spare time here and there. Um, go hit up the volunteer booth. They, they really do take care of everybody. There's a big ass volunteer raffle that's getting planned that details are going out on. Um, so hit up the volunteer registration over at ultra racing.com. So, yeah. um, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but <laughs> continue. 
<laughs> but um, anyways, I think that, you know, I have a few interviews lined up and you're going to mm-hmm. be in the Morphlate booth, you know, yeah. and we've got our hands kind of full. You're going to be volunteering out at um, during the, the side, side by side, side day, yeah. um, hanging out there with Clint mm-hmm. um, and hopefully with Kermit. Uh, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I think last time we talked about Kermit, um, he was still vomiting fuel. Yeah. And um, I figured out what the problem was. Oh, yeah. What is it? It's the the problem is mainly that I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, I think we all knew that. I know. We all know that. But so how yeah. was the idiot savant of you? What did you end up doing? Like yeah. What happened? Um, so after we recorded that, um, for the last Thursday's episode, I went home and spent about three to four hours trying to diagnose why fuel was uh, spewing out the evap canister. And okay. I was like, something wrong with the evap canister, something wrong with the valves on the evap canister. Um, and I started tracing, tracing the fuel lines because I redid the fuel lines. Yeah. Cause you crushed them when you're taking the T cases. I out. crushed the hard lines. Yeah. So I redid the rubber fuel lines. I remember saying on the episode, I triple checked them. Like I, I even did one line at a time to make sure that I hooked them up correctly and I totally did not hook them up correctly. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. oh, Volume was down. <laughs> you want to try it. that again? Yeah, sure. You ready? I'll, I'll edit it out and fix it. Go for it. <laughs> totally not editing. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, I had the hardest time finding the line diagram for the fuel tank. Yeah. Like I found plenty of diagrams that showed all the part numbers, but then the part numbers had no descriptions of what that part was. Yeah. Or what, (laughs) what went where and yeah. And why? (laughs) Yeah. So essentially on the top of the uh, 3.0 fuel tank, which is a similar setup to the three, four and the 22 RE actually, um, there's, there's two, there's three lines coming out of it. Right. And one of them, two of them come out of the fuel pump area. Okay. And then there's another one kind of off by itself. Okay. And I was like, I don't know which ones I, I knew which one is the high pressure line for the fuel. Um, but I didn't know which one was the return line, which one was the evap line. And so it turns out, um, all you need is just have some buddies that are Toyota technicians and can look up the digital factor service manual for you. Um, and, uh, thanks Mike. And, uh, I had them swapped. I had the evap line on the return line and the return line on the evap line in the tank. Okay. So as the purge valve purged, I was, you know, pushing pressure into the intake and the throttle body intake area, the throttle body just after throttle body. Um, and uh, sucking in air through the throttle body, um, it would pressurize the fuel tank, which would then send gas from the bottom of the tank up the return line into the evap canister. <laughs> so, um, wow. Yeah. Swapped those around. I put a new purge valve on it just in case. Okay. Um, cool. And uh, um, let it idle for about half an hour and had no issues whatsoever. And then uh, I went wheeling this weekend and never once had any uh, fuel come out of anywhere on the vehicle that it should not be awesome. coming out of. <laughs> That's so, great news. Yeah. So do you have, are you going to be able to schedule another referee appointment before KOH? January 26th. So cutting it close. Cutting it close. I'm going to be four to five days out. Um, so I'm hoping that... You know, according to when I took it into the referee and he started, you know, vomiting fuel and they aborted everything. The referee did say that it looked like 
everything was clear that I did everything that they Mm -hmm. asked me to do that the visual side of the inspection should be all good to go. It's just a matter of if my monitors stay, uh, stay set ready and, uh, I pass emissions. Okay. So, which I should, I should do. So, um, yeah, that's so that's coming up January 26th. Hopefully my last appointment. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a, been a story, man. Yeah, it has been, it's been a good one. I mean, it, I'm glad somebody went through this process so that they yeah. can talk about it and see what the hurdles are and see how hard it is to to handle. And really, like it hasn't really been that hard. It's just that I've been wheeling the rig in between my appointments, and so I break stuff, and then I have to cancel appointments or move them around, <laughs> or the appointments get screwed over because of the issues that I have happened while I'm out on the trails, and um, that's really been the main issue. Um, the whole referee process in and of itself, I, I have no complaints about. I think it's actually gone a lot. I, I think it's gone better than what I th- how I thought it was originally going to go in my okay. head. So, yeah. And you also went into this with, um, some knowledgeable hands and heads, right? So mm-hmm. That, you know, you had Ori helping you out and you're like, mm-hmm. you know what, you should really buy this electrical wiring because it's mm-hmm. the way it's the simple plug and play. Mm-hmm. And the referee knows these things. Right. Yep. And mm-hmm. you know, but then there's the flip side of like, okay, the exhaust system was put together wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it was put together easily mm-hmm. for, you know, but it wasn't put together do close to f- what the factory is. Correct. You know, so you yep. had to do some changing. Um, but so, I mean, at least I think w- stepping into it, it was really nice to have somebody there to kind of help you out. Mm-hmm. And on the backside, it, it paid off mm-hmm. uh, with some minor tweaks and changes. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, once I get the official carb sticker on my firewall, um, then we will we'll do an episode on engine changes in California okay. and kind of what it takes to go through there and, and go through that process. Sweet. So hopefully we can answer a lot of questions. And if you've been following along, then hopefully we've been able to help answer questions up to this point. So, um, once it's all set and done, um, I think there's some pretty good lessons that can come out of it for everybody yeah, to definitely. learn from. So, um, yeah, other than that, uh, I did go wheeling this weekend up Before to this Before you talk about that. Okay. Um, I think we touched on it, mm-hmm. uh, but you did groove your tires. I did. Okay. Uh-huh. So you went up to the snow this weekend yep. with the new groove tires. Yes. Did you groove all four or did you only groove one side? I grooved all four tires. Okay. <laughs> so I wasn't tank turning in the <laughs> snow. <laughs> all right. So yeah. go ahead. And then I want to hear explain. I would say, tell us how the snow wheeling trip was and then tell us how the tires were. Okay. Well, okay, cool. Let's start there. So the snow wheeling trip was interesting. Um, so this original plan for the trip was this was the original weekend of winter fun fest, right? Correct. Yeah. And so with winter fun fest being moved and postponed to the late in February, a bunch of people in, um, my off-roading club, the mad hatters were like, well, we all have the weekend set aside still let's put together a snow ride. Yeah, let's go do something. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's go do something. And so, um, the trail that the mad hatters were going to be leading on at winter fun fest called the Snowcat run, um, was it's a trail that goes around a Lake Valley reservoir off of the Yuba gap exit of highway 80. Okay. And, uh, that trail had not been broken yet, right? That's the big issue is that the grass Valley four wheelers who put on the event winter fun fest. Um, they just haven't been able to go and break tracks through all the trails yet. And that's why winter fun fest got postponed. So I was like, cool. If we can get together some equipped rigs from the mad hatters, we can go and 
break the trail, lay down some tracks so that a, we have some tracks come February B so that, um, other people on the weekends or locals, whoever goes up to there and, um, can, you know, pack in some more tracks through the trail. So that the, the trail is usable come winter fun fest. Um, or B, uh, if we get more snowstorms, we can start getting layered layers of snow that help pack in the trail even more. Um, because right now the big issue is that there's just a layer of six to seven feet of sugary powder that doesn't compact. It's very dry snow. And so with really dry snow, dry, cold snow, um, there's no moisture to it which means it doesn't pack in and you can't really create tracks out of it. It just kind of moves out of the way and then falls back into the trail. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, that's really the big issue. And, you know, during the day, the top layer of snow melts during the day and then refreeze up at night. So that top layer three to six inches is a nice crust. But if you break through that crust, you have six feet of sugar <laughs> yeah. to go okay. and fight through. Um, whereas like if storms come in, you know, one storm a week, one storm every two weeks over a two to three month period, you get these layers of snow that makes it a lot more feasible to actually do some snow wheeling in and have traction and be able to go far. Okay. And so um, with this issue of the this six foot layer of sugary powder, I was like, it, this is going to be really interesting. I don't think we're going to get very far. And knowing that there was a six foot berm snow berm that we had to shovel a driveway into first before getting onto the trail. Um, I was like, man, I don't think we're going to get very far. I think that, you know, we're just going to sit there and let people slam into snow berms until they get tired of it and keep pulling them out. And there's going to be a lot of recovery going on. People are all going to get a chance to learn how to properly snatch people, how to set up snatch blocks, how to set up winches, how to set up rigging. Um, and, uh, and then eventually people will get bored of it and we'll go somewhere else. Okay. So my backup plan was Eagle lakes, right? Okay, um, yeah. because I know buggies have been going into Fordyce in the snow and, uh, you know, going down to the first river crossing or whatever and playing around on Fordyce. So I was like, we should at least be able to make it to the Pierce OHV turnoff. And then, um, from there we can decide if we want to go to Pierce OHV or continue on, see if we can get to, um, driveline Hill. Um, and I was, so I was like, okay, so that's my backup. Um, once we get tired of playing around at Yuba gap and, uh, we ended up having 14 rigs. Holy cow. <laughs> show up for this trip. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. So uh, there was about, I want to say 10, 11 of them were Mad Hatter's members. Okay. And then we had a, you know, three to four guests. And uh, most of the guests were people that are trying to get memberships into the club. And then we had Ryan come through uh, uh, battery Ryan. Okay. Uh, who we've had on the podcast. Yeah. And he has been building a GX 470, 460. I don't know. I think it's a 470. He's going to yell at me now. I think it's a 470. Um, but he's been building a 470, right? And so this GX 470 is built. It has a, a diamond nine and a half inch rear ac- rear axle in the rear. Um, ARBs uh, lockers front and rear. A track in the front. Um, and then he's been, you know, doing a lot of other stuff to fit 35s under it and uh, put new bumpers on it. Um, he's going to be switching out the roof rack here soon and a bunch of other stuff with the wiring and, and whatnot. I'm okay. setting up this GX 470. So they've taken it out and like done kind of easier snow trails where it's like 
maybe six to seven inches of snow that they're having to work through on a, on a packed layer, but he's never done like unlimited depth snow wheeling with sure. it yet. And so I was like, Hey, bring it along. This will be a great opportunity for you. There's going to be plenty of people to pull you out if you get stuck. Um, but you're actually not going to be the worst equipped vehicle. Who was, um, we had a couple of vehicles there with 33 and 35 inch all terrain tires, okay. which all terrains in the snow there. You might as well be running slicks <laughs> kind of thing. Um, we had another Jeep there who was open, open on uh 35 inch KM threes. Okay. Um, and, uh, that was pretty much it. We had a JL on 35s and he did just fine. He did great. Um, but there were, there was a few Jeeps there on 35s and that weren't locked front and rear. They may have had a one locker. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, he wasn't, I should have taken the Tacoma. Yeah. You would have had a good time in the Tacoma. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been right there with the the least equipped people. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Um, and so it was just interesting. Um, we had a point where, uh, as we were airing down and getting everybody up the snow berm and on the trail, uh, a CHP officer showed up behind us. Uh Oh yeah, because it's that road going down there. It's plowed because there's a PG and E campground down at the lake. Got it. And so the PG and E keeps that road plowed to get their workers in and out. And they store a lot of equipment down there for repairing power lines and whatnot. Um, but they only plow it for one way, one direction of traffic. <laughs> you can't get two vehicles side by side yeah. on that road. And so, um, we're kind of trying to get yeah. everybody up into the trail and we're essentially blocking the road. Yeah. And I guess one of the, the PG and E workers came down and ran into the traffic and then just turned around and left. Didn't say anything to anybody. Um, and apparently he went back out to the highway, found a CHP officer, flagged him down and said, there's a bunch of people blocking the PG and E access road. Um, can you do something about it? <laughs> nice. So we had a CHP officer showed up and he was really cool about everything, but he was just like, Hey, you guys can't be blocking this road. We're like, and we're trying, we're trying to actively get everybody out of the way out of here, but also this road, you, you can't get yeah. people through this road. I mean, tell PG and E to plow it so people can get by. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, the, the CHP officer is really cool. We think what, um, what was really going on was that PG and E employee, um, was just like, Oh, I just need a police report so that I can not have to go to work today. Oh, maybe. <laughs> So that's what we think happened because we never saw a PG and E employee come by after that. That's funny. <laughs> so I think that he was just like, Oh, I just need a police report. I don't have to go to work today. And so he went out and talked to police, got a report and <laughs> the CHP came down and said, come on guys. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't our buddy. No, it wasn't. Uh, funny. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, yeah. So how high was the berm? It was only about four and a half feet when we got there. Okay. Um, and did you have to dig a ramp or was no. just ramming it a few times you were able to push it through. Somebody had already started a ramp. Oh, um, um, so at that spot, the plow kind of created a little bit of a wide spot there. So you could get two vehicles by, um, and so somebody had, um, ramped the plow spot on one side. And so we used that spot to 
pull a five point turn in and get up that little ramp where people had started building a ramp. But it seems like people were just going up into that little clearing area and parking there and then playing in the snow kind oh, of thing rather sure. than going down the trail. Okay. So, so you had fresh tracks. Mm, yep. I was making fresh tracks. I was cool. the first one up in there. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was interesting conditions because, you know, I would be kind of creeping along. I'd go a foot and then fall down a foot and I'd cut back up on the crust and then break the crust and fall down a foot and go back up and break down a foot. Um, Kyle, uh, who has a really nice 85 truck on trepidors. He's the, with, <laughs> do you have a microphone, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> he lives near you. Yeah, that Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I met Kyle. him in uh in Ace Hardware. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's yeah, got a really nice. Yes. He has a really nice 85 Toyota he does. pickup. It's in very nice condition. It's on Trepidors. Um he went on our Rubicon trip last year with the Mad Hatters on the okay. full weekend cool. trip. Um so uh, he was with us. And so he was number 2 in line and he was just like I was kind of going along. I think I had it the easiest throughout the day because I got the crust on top and then I broke the crust and everybody else had sugar behind me. <laughs> okay. So uh, he was right behind me, but I mean, he weighs as much as Bobcat weighs. Yeah. Not so much. he's 3000 pounds max. Yeah. And so he was still struggling quite a bit. Um, and then behind him, we had three rigs on 40 inch tires. Oh wow. So, and they were all four door JKs. Um, so they're heavy on 40 inch mud trains. One of them was on the Baja MTZs. Uh, one of them was on the Patagonias, the okay. same tires I'm running. And one of them was on the Mickey, not the Mickey, uh, the Cooper S2T pros. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's actually really cool because mm -hmm. we were, we've been somewhat considering uh -huh. those three tires uh -huh. <laughs> and for the most part, they're all the same rig. They're yeah. They're all on Dana six. So you kind of got an idea mm -hmm. of how the tires performed. Yes. Were they all aired down to this more or less the same pressure for the most part? Um, the guy in the Patagonia's he was at two PSI. Oh. I think the others were at three or four. Okay. So, uh, what were you at? I was at four. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was really interesting, uh, to me because the yeah. whole day I'm like, yeah, I'm helping people as we're getting, cause as we're coming through everybody on the 40 inch tires is coming through. And then the, f the three heavy four door JKs on tons on forties uh, are coming through. And then everybody else behind them is like on 35s, maybe 37s. Yeah. And so we just had these big trenches being cut um, and so every, a lot of people behind that was just diffing out and struggling. Yeah, sure. Makes uh, sense. And so, uh, you know, we spent, I don't know, a good hour, two hours, just getting everybody past the starting point. <laughs> um, because there was a few people that kept getting stuck and then as they got stuck, they would tear up the spot there. And what we found was that, um, yanking people was really not the way to go. Um, because then you made two holes. Yep. Because as you couldn't grab traction. And so whenever you tried to yank somebody, if you stayed on the throttle at all, you just dug yourself down. And so like the first couple rigs, we tried to yank, uh, one rig got stuck and then the next rig tried to yank them backwards and got stuck. So we had another rig go around them and try and yank them forwards and they got stuck. So we had three rigs oh, man. stuck in a row all attached to each other. <laughs> so Hold on, I got a button for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured out that winching was really the best way to do it. Um, 
And as soon as somebody stopped proceeding, immediately just stop what you're doing and winch backwards. And the person, pretty much everybody there had winches. Nice. Um, so that was really nice. That made things kind of easy and streamlined for uh, recoveries. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a fun, challenging day. Um, I got to a point where um, I made it the furthest, and uh, I got to a point where I was like, okay, there's this uphill section, and I was like, I'm just gonna see if I can get to the top of the hill. But it was getting to the point where like I would have to go a half a car length and then back up and then kind of pack in that spot there. Oh, interesting. And then back up and then hit it again. Hmm. And when you hit it, you would get another half car length (laughs) before you start sinking down and digging a hole. Right. Okay. And so you have to stop before you dig a hole and sink yourself down. So you'd go until you could feel yourself starting to go and then you stop real quick. And then you back up and then pack that spot in. So you drive over it three or four times. Okay. Yeah. And then back up three or four car lengths and then hit the wall again. And you just go half a car length and you repeat that process. So I finally got to the point where I was able to get back on top of the snow. Um, and I just put it down into crawl and, uh, which was really cool because it allowed me to kind of watch the tires work and feel them working. And when you're in crawl at, you know, 230 to one crawl ratio, you can really feel which individual tires grabbing traction in the snow and which ones aren't grabbing traction in the snow. Um, and then you can kind of play around with throttle response and turning the tires back and forth to try and get traction um, and playing around with a bunch of different techniques to find traction again. Um, And uh, I could feel this time the Patagonias were actually grabbing traction. So that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, I I wasn't going to try to ask tire questions at the end, but Mm -hmm. so they're working much better. They're working a hell of a lot better than before. Before I felt almost like they were slicks. Like as soon as they started spinning, there was no grabbing traction after that. I couldn't stop and grab traction. I couldn't settle it down. I couldn't wiggle the tires back and forth and find traction. Like before, before I grooved them, um, as soon as they started spinning, they would just, you were done. There was no grabbing traction again after that. Um, and so this time I was able to start grabbing traction again. Um, and I posted a video up on Instagram of, um, I made it down to a spot where everybody at the back of the line and they're, you know, I'm, I'm a weird individual. I think I love, I think most of us know that. (laughs) Yes. The idiot savant over here. Um, I love going and getting stuck in the snow and then figuring out how to problem solve that situation to get one more foot further, right? That's the fun part of snow wheeling to me. Um, but I've, not a lot of people like that about snow. No. Other people just want to go. <laughs> yes, they just want to go. And once they stop going, they're like, okay, I'm done for the day. Let's go do something else. And I'm like, no, this is the fun part of the day. Um, and so the back of the line was starting to reach out to the front and saying, hey, you know, it's kind of boring back here because nobody's making any progress. And I was like, okay, fine. So I got to a wide point where I was going to try and pack in a turnaround spot for everybody to come down and turn around. Um, and I ended up getting stuck in like a car length and a half tracks, right? So like I couldn't, every time I tried to pack it in, I wasn't packing in. I was just going down further and further and deeper uh, instead of getting back up on the snow and creating tracks yeah. to turn around. And so I was like, 
Well, all right. I've been at this for 20 minutes and I'm not getting more than this <laughs> car and a half length of tracks now. Um, and so I pulled out my winch and winched to a tree forwards to get out of that track and kind of create a ramp that I can then start hopefully trying to get it packed in again. And, um, I ended up having to winch off of seven trees to get turned around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in wow. that little spot there. But what was really cool was that on the video, you can see the tires turn and stop and then turn and stop and turn yeah. and stop. Cause yeah. I was in 230 to one, but every time they stopped, that's the tire grabbing traction again. So you could see the tires grabbing traction and releasing as they're going right. Yeah, and you working. Can, you can, the gears are moving, mm -hmm. but it grips. And then that's when it stops is when yep. it grips and then it spins out, um, mm -hmm. you know, when it loses traction again. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, you just see the tires slowly turning because they were like slicks. They weren't grabbing traction sure. before. So yeah. it was cool not just to feel that the tires are traction grabbing traction, but then to see it on the video later that they were grabbing traction. So anyways, way better than what they were before, but um, still nothing compared to my IROCs were. <laughs> Got it. Thing. Okay. Um, and so mm -hmm. at, when you guys turn, so you use that spot as a turnaround me and one other guy, um, the guy in the Baja, the, the guy in the Baja MTZs. Okay. Uh, used that spot to turn around. Yeah. And where did everybody else turn around? They pretty much turned around wherever they could. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, everybody got turned around and, uh, headed down the hill while we were working on getting everybody turned around. Um, some Jeep showed up behind us. And they, there was only three of them. The first one, it looked like he was on 35s. The last one looked like he was on 37s, maybe 38s. Uh, the middle Jeep was on 42s. Oh, <laughs> yes. So that was really interesting to watch them work because they just had a strap between the front Jeep on 35s <laughs> and the middle Jeep on 42. So whatever one of them gets stuck, the, the middle Jeep pulled him out. Exactly. Interesting. Um, and the Jeep on 42s in the middle was Corey from Generate. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, after, you know, sitting there, I'm turned around. I'm kind of over helping other people get turned around. And all of a sudden I see Corey coming up. I was like, I should know. I should just know that if I'm going to go out snow wheeling somewhere, I'm going to run into him. Yeah, because it seems like that's the only time I run into him. Um, but it seems like every time I'm out, not every time I would say three, one out of four trips that I go snow wheeling on, I end up running into Corey randomly. That's interesting. So um, it was fun uh, sitting there and talking with him for a little bit. And, you know, we kind of razzed each other for a while as we always do. Um, and then uh, they continued on and they left. And as soon as they got past my turnaround spot, it just seemed like they, they were, they were just gone. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, I was having so much trouble getting to that spot. And all of a sudden it seemed like, and the Jeep on 35s in the front got stuck like four times in the amount of, I don't know, two to well, 300 feet. Cause now the Jeep's spot. on top of the, now the Jeep's on top of the powder. I think so. And then, Corey's pulling the other one along. No, Corey was attached to the third, the Jeep on 35s. And that was, so, the, oh, so there wasn't, Corey wasn't attached front and rear. No. Oh, I yeah, thought you said he front. was. And I was like, whichever one gets stuck, then Corey just pulls oh, out. Oh no. Yeah. He was only attached to the one in the front. So the front would go. And if he got stuck, then Corey just pull pulls him out backwards. backward real quick. And then he just, you know, stayed close enough to let the strap have slack in it. Um, but it was like they, the Jeep in the front was struggling. He got stuck three or four times. Corey had to pull him out 
within a space of about four to 500 feet, um, um, coming up to my turnaround spot. And then it's like, once they got past my turnaround spot, they had no problems and they just went huh. whoop. And I was like, interesting. I wonder now, now it makes me think, you know, would I have just went five more feet? Would I have been out of it and had perfectly fine snow right in that spot? Maybe. Um, so anyways, it was, it was an interesting day. Um, we all ended up getting everybody turned around, got back out to the road, and then we headed up to Eagle Lakes and um, went into the staging area for the Fort Ice and Signal Peak there. And then we uh, went on further and we made it to the Pierce OHV turnoff really quick. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't expecting us to make it here that quickly, but okay. Um, and then after that, we were like, well, which way do we want to go? I was like, let's go down into Pierce OHV and see. And uh, the first Jeep couldn't make it through. There was like a, a puddle pool area and it was just really icy on the downslope and the upslope. And yep. so he couldn't make it up the other side. Hmm. Uh, and so we were like, okay, well, how does the trail look like going into Fordyce? And they were like, it looks better. And I'm at the back of the trail at this point. Um, so I'm like, all right, well then head up into Fordyce and we'll see how, see if we can go say hi to, um, driveline Hill. And, uh, we made it about quarter of a mile from that. If that like, I think quarter mile will be stretching it. Okay. Um, yeah, well roughly a quarter mile in, if I recall, there's a big water hole. And that's the Pierce OHV turnoff. No, past that. Oh, past that. In okay. between the trees, there's this like curvy water hole. Gotcha. Um, it might've been, it might be filled in with snow. So but. I don't know. I didn't, I never made it beyond a Pierce OHV okay. because by the time 14 rigs <laughs> made it up and I was like the last one to get going and I was just about to start leaving. Um, I heard from the front of the trail. Oh, we're having problems and oh, these holes are getting really deep. Um, I don't think, I think it's smart if we turn around and call it for the day. We've had a good day and it was, it was starting to get dark, you know, it was three, almost four o'clock by that okay. time. Yeah. And so I was like, you yeah, know, that's good. I, I was going to call it at three 30 anyways, no matter where we were at, we were going to turn around at three 30, head back out. Um, and it was like three 15 at that point. So I was like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, let's call it. We've had a great day. And, um, while they got, while they started turning around, one of our G Corey showed up. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be fun. <laughs> no, um, we had a, a one of our members named Court had some issues with his Jeep. It shut off on him and would not turn back on. That's not good. That is not good. And so uh, they diagnosed it. They couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, and so they disconnected the battery, reconnected it, and the Jeep turned on. But then it was in limp mode. Hmm. He had no throttle out of it. So we think that it was his throttle control module, electronic throttle control, something like that going on in his Jeep. And so uh, we pretty much ended up towing him out of the trail and uh, everybody else came out of the trail just fine. Um, And then on the way out, we ran into uh, a couple of Toyotas that were uh, one of them. There were a couple of uh, Land Cruisers. So Land Cruiser 180 series, I believe. Okay. And they were stuck in the snow. Uh, the They were strapped together and then the front one actually had a winch and it, he was winching with a strap on his winch out to a tree like 200 feet away. Oh. <laughs> and so I stopped real quick and I was like, hey, do you guys want any help? And they're like, no, I think we got it. And I was like, I'm looking at them and they don't look like they're off road 
vehicles at all. And I'm like, you sure you got it? I mean, it, we're getting into sundown here and you know, we could have you guys back out to pavement in 10 minutes. No problem. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks and he goes, let me talk to my buddy. And he goes, Hey, do we want any help here? Do we, and they've got like max tracks out and other stuff. And there he comes back and goes, no, I think we want to work at it. And I was like, Hey, I get that. That's what I love. All right. That's why I come out to the snow. So I was like, cool. Um, I said, good luck. <laughs> and so we all drove by 14 rigs. I could hear them after we kind of started pulling off. He goes, Oh my God, there's a ton of them coming. <laughs> so we just drove right on by him. And uh, the last guy in our line was Brian and he was, he had the Cooper STTs. Okay. Um, the four door JK on the Coopers. And in my opinion, he did the best that day. It seemed like he had He's the a good least driver, amount of trouble. Though. He is a really good driver. He has a very well set up rig. Does he listen to the podcast? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, even though it's a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know from everything that I was watching that day, it seemed like the Coopers, the SDT pros um, had the easiest time. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I'm Coopers are good tires. They are. They actually make a bunch of the off brand tires. Did no. you know that? No. Uh, we need to do an episode on um, on the tire brands someday. Yeah. Okay. Because um, Will uh, over at Metal Cloak was telling me a little bit about it. And I was like, Cooper makes that brand? He goes, Yeah. They manufacture that brand's tires. I was like, mm. Interesting. <laughs> Anyways, okay. so um, yeah, the Cooper SDTs, in my opinion, won out that day. Um, and what position was he in line? He was fourth okay either fourth or fifth i think he was fourth and then um the other if he was fifth then because then it would he would have been last in line of the three jeeps Mm -hmm. yeah because it was you kyle Mm -hmm. and then the three jeeps yep so i mean he might have just been packed everything might have been packed down for him true that is true yeah we did notice that by the time five to seven rigs got through the snow finally started packing in and the, the back of the line was having a little bit of an easier time, but by that time, then they're all diffing out. Right. (laughs) So, um, but anyways, um, Brian was in the back of the pack on the way out of Eagle lakes and coming around those two Toyotas. Uh, he completely just randomly sunk. He found a hole in the snow and sunk and nobody noticed that he got stuck. And so we're all out there airing up all 13 of us. We hear over the radio. Hey, uh, can somebody come back in here, please? (laughs) And we're like, what the hell happened, Brian? Yeah. Um, turns out he sunk himself and the two Toyotas had gotten themselves out and then winched Brian out backwards. Wow. (laughs) So maybe those tires aren't the best. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, so anyways, uh, I went back in, I stopped airing up and aired back down to eight PSI and I went back in and, um, the two Toyotas winched Brian out backwards and then he tried to come through it again and just completely sunk back in the same hole. Um, so they winched him out backwards again and then I got myself turned around and it was really soft snow there. Like I was having troubles turning around. Mm. Um, and, um, I got backed up kind of on the hard pack track next to Brian, but slightly in front of him. Yeah. And then we winched his front end completely sideways so that he could get his front end out of the hole and up onto the tracks more. And then from there, he was good to get out. Interesting. Um, but so it was how did the Toyotas make it out fine? 
Yeah. From the, yeah. not in those holes. Yep. Okay. They ended up getting around Brian's holes. <laughs> nice. And uh, made it back out and they were airing up by the time we were starting to take off. Um, but as we were taking off, Court's Jeep was still having issues. So he couldn't drive it home. Right. So he goes, yeah, I've got AAA, no problem. You know, I'll call AAA and we're like, okay, good. And before everybody took off, he said that he was all good. AAA was on the way. And we're like, okay, cool. Everybody took off. And then I, having my experiences with AAA and your experiences with AAA, I told him, I said, Court, give me a call. I'm going to, you know, I want you, we need to make sure you make it home. And I don't have a whole lot of faith in AAA's towing services anymore. So make sure you call me if you need anything. I said, I have probably have access to a trailer. I can probably go by and steal it and ask for forgiveness later. Um, but I'm totally down to come back up here and make sure you make it back home tonight. If we need to do that, he goes, thanks. I'll be fine. I'll, I should be good. And, uh, our oldest member, George, he's like, I want to say he's like 85, 86. Is he the guy that lives in like Nevada? No. Um, he lives in the Bay area still. Oh, okay. Um, George, super cool guy though. Um, really nice built Jeep, um, but it's more built out for like overlanding stuff, but he still does a bunch of rock crawling and snow trips and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, he stayed with court. So we've got George and court up underneath the freeway at the Eagle lakes exit, uh, waiting for triple a. And, um, by the time I got home and got everything unpacked and had dinner and changed, um, into pajamas and whatnot, I got a call from court and I was like, Hey court, how's it going, man? Yeah. (laughs) Are you home? Yeah. I was like, so the, he goes, can you come up and get me? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I was like, Oh man, what happened? He goes, triple A is just dicking me around. They're saying that they're having trouble finding a driver to come out here. They can't get a flatbed. Um, and uh, they're saying it's going to be another four hours. It had already been like three to four hours by yeah. this point. And I was like, that is ridiculous. Um, and he, go, he goes, yeah, last I heard was um, that they had somebody coming to me, but they had no ETA. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start putting clothes back on, getting changed here. And let me get a hold of Jimmy and see if I can borrow the trailer. And let me see if I can you know, get some stuff worked out here and I'll call you back to make sure that triple A doesn't show up while I'm getting all this ready before I leave. He goes, okay. So I get all that ready and I call him back. I was like, Hey, how's it going? He goes, Hey, triple A just showed up. I was like, cool. Awesome. He goes, no, not awesome. I was like, why? He goes, it's a, um, a regular tow truck. Um, like, a um, a boom lift, a boom lift tow truck. And they want to tow me on a dollies on wheel dollies. And I was like, to Pleasanton <laughs> that's from Eagle Lakes to Pleasanton. Yeah, I was like, that's not going to work out. Like does this truck driver know that <laughs> that's 150 miles, if not more. Yeah, 150 to 200 somewhere in that range. Yeah, I was like, that's not going to work on wheel dollies. This truck driver knows that, right? I was like, I'm really now I'm really skeptical that a truck driver is even recommending that. And he goes, no, 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 no. They want to throw me tow me to Truckee. And I was like, oh what? Why are they towing you to Truckee? Like that's the closest fix it shop. Exactly. And I, I was like, no, you have a 200 mile tow on your AAA service, right? He goes, yeah, but AAA can't get anybody to 
to do the 200 miles. They can only get somebody local. So they're only going to take me to Truckee and then I've got to find a hotel and blah, blah. And it's like 1030 at night at this time. Right. And I was, I was like, you know what? Go t- call AAA back. Tell them to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm on my way. <laughs> and so the right about then is when you had called back and you're like, hey, I'm surprised I got cell service here at the cabin. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I really don't want to bug you, but it's kind of a slight emergency. And you're like, no, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. So I stopped by the shop, picked up the trailer, headed on up the hill, um, got up there and um, we go to load his Jeep on the trailer and it starts right up. Because when the AAA truck was there, it wasn't starting. Hmm. The Jeep wasn't starting. And okay. so we were figuring that we were going to have to winch it. He said he his winch was working so that we were going to winch it up on the trailer. Yeah. And then he randomly, while he was getting situated to winch it, he hit, you know, hit the starter and it started right up. And I was like, awesome. We can drive your Jeep onto the trailer now. Yeah. And he gave it a couple revs and it had full throttle. Oh, what? Yeah. And he kind of, he just looks out the window. He goes, I have no clue what's going on, but every, I'm not throwing any codes. I'm not getting a, a, a throttle control code. Um, I have full throttle response. Everything seems fine. And I was like, bitchin', go drive some laps on the freeway real quick. <laughs> make sure that we're good. And George and I'll wait here and make sure that everything's good. Yeah. So he went and drove a couple of laps. No issues whatsoever. He drove up to like Cisco and back down. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I was like, well, that's awesome. I don't have to go all the way back down to Pleasanton then back into Sacramento tonight now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he ended up driving himself down the hill and I drove down in the F-150 with an empty trailer yeah. and George was between us and nobody had any issues getting back home and everybody made it home safe. Wow. <laughs> well, that's so that's good. Great news. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of bummed for you, but eh. It was fine. Yeah. Um, I have a hero complex, so like I like going and, and saving the day kind of thing. So sure. I, I didn't have any issues with it, but I am really glad I didn't have to drive down to Pleasanton then back because I would have gotten home at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. My bedtime is 8 p.m. So like, <laughs> right. I would have been stopping at a couple places and taking some naps. Um, but it all worked out and um, it ended up being a great trip. Um, at the end of the trip, you know, all said and done, we don't really have any broken vehicles, but he's still going to go and figure out whatever controls that code and have it swapped out anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it got wet or froze or got packed in with some snow or something. That's and- what I'm thinking. I think it got moisture on it and it froze up somehow. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. But or maybe know. it like the sensors down at the wheel mm-hmm. and it just got packed in with snow and got too cold. Maybe. And didn't know what to do. Maybe. Yeah. You would think that would be more like your, your ABS then if you like, cause I've known yeah. that ABS sensors will have issues and the tone rings will get issues when they get really cold. But this was like his throttle control yeah. code that it was throwing. Oh, it was weird. But anyways, so that was the trip. Are um, they drive by wire? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I never went and looked under his Jeep. Um, other people were working on diagnosing it. Yeah. Let the Jeep people do Jeep things. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Toyotas so. had no problems. No. How did Ryan's do? It did great. Nice. Um, yeah, he was, he had a good time the whole day. He had a lot of fun. Um, he hasn't done a ton of snow wheeling in the past and the Trepidors, in my opinion, did just fine in the snow. I know there's a lot of people out there that say Trepidors are one of the worst tires for snow wheeling. I'm like, he did just fine. He, yeah. he did as well as the, the Jeeps on the forties. Ryan with the good has snow traps on his. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not Kyle Ryan. So Ky- Kyle has trepidors on his, tra- yeah. on his 
truck. How did Ryan do? Ryan. Brian. Ryan. Ryan. With the, oh, the, the GX 470. Yeah. He did great. Um, his rig did not really have any issues whatsoever. Okay. The only issues he had was there was one spot at the Pierce OHV turnoff that um, you had to come down a little, uh, down into a hole, then continue off over to Fordyce, right? And um, he, coming back up that, he was just stuffing his tires and getting really articulated. And uh, he hasn't fully clearanced uh, his 35s yet. Okay. So his rear Well, now tires, he knows where to clearance. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, his front tires weren't too bad. Uh, they were just kind of rubbing on the inner sidewall of the upper control arm, which wasn't binding anything up. It was making some squeaking noises. And I was like, that's he, fine. He needs more wheel offset. Yep. Um, but his rear tires were getting shoved up and he's got a, a an aftermarket metal bumper mm. and um, the bumper comes in too close to his tire and he was binding up his rear tires yeah. um, on that metal bumper. And I was like, that's bad. We yeah. definitely need to clearance and here's where you need to clearance it. I think if you do this much and should be fine. Um, but that was really his only issues. His rig did great the whole day. Cool. So yeah. Very nice. Yeah. He's, he's getting, he's learning, um, when to use lockers, right? So he w- he kept going and there would be a lot of times where he'd get articulated and then he's just doing two wheel burnouts, right? Yeah. Opposite corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two tire burnouts. And I was like, dude, put your lockers on, <laughs> right? He goes, I don't want to like run the lockers all the time because it puts stress on stuff. I was like, not necessarily. I was like the only time running your lockers puts a lot of stress on things in the snow is if you're getting bound up. The nice thing about snow is that it's so slippery that forgiving, in forgiving a way. that running lockers in the snow doesn't really put any extra stress on your system. Yeah, um, it just I makes run, it a little. I run to lockers continuously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm well. Now it's a spool in the rear and a Detroit in the front, mm-hmm. or a Grizzly in the front. But yeah, yeah. There's, I don't turn mine off. Yeah, <laughs> and see, I have I'm, a different setup though. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit different setup. Um. But yeah, I mean, his rig did great the whole day. So yeah, yeah. and I know that hustle nuts like he's his game plan with his spider tracks are to, mm-hmm. you know, to turn them on. Mm-hmm. Like I only because he's going to use one of those small little power tank tanks, yeah. right? And he's mm-hmm. like, all I need is enough air to turn it on. Yeah. Once I hit the trail. Yep. Then I don't turn them off until I'm done for mm-hmm. the day. Yep. So yeah, different ways of thinking. Yeah, different but, ways of thinking. Um, yeah, but that's good. I'm glad mm-hmm. he had a good time. I'm mm-hmm. glad Kyle had a good time mm-hmm. that his truck's so nice. It is really nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw an Instagram post of Kyle peeling out in the snow. That was shot by uh, the secretary. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so she shot that video and she didn't think he was going to make it that far. And so she was standing in the track. Mm-hmm. And then as she started realizing that he was going to make it that far, she had to like dive out of, out of the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. When we did our hike, we went out and it was a, uh, it was semi powdery, but the trail was hard packed in mm-hmm. and I just stepped off the trail and fell backwards on into the powder and made like a snow person. I couldn't yeah. really move my arms cause the top layer was crusty. Like it almost knocked the wind out of me a little uh-huh. bit cause I like hit the hard packed crustiness and then fell through into the powder and I was like, oh, okay, I can breathe again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, I understand this, the thickness, you know, mm-hmm. what you were talking about, but yeah. Yep. Yep, it sounds fun. Sounds like a good day. Yeah, it was a fun trip. I wish my tailgate worked for that trip. It sucked getting everything, all the recovery gear and everything that I needed for the day out of the one rear door mm-hmm. on the driver's side. But, you know, I made it work. Why, um, why one rear door? Uh, because the the dry clothes were on the other side. Oh. So um, I just had the, the driver's side back seat folded down 
so it was semi easier to access everything in the Got rear it. area, mm-hmm. the cargo area. Um, uh, but yeah, the the forerunner just man, it just you know people tell me that um, you know why would you want to drive your rock crawler long distances? And I'm like, dude, the forerunner is so comfy to ride in. <laughs> It's not quite as comfy as the F-150 because the F-150 just has more space yeah. in it, but it's not uncomfortable at all. Right. And so like know, driving to and from and driving all around that day, um, super happy with everything. Um, the engine did awesome the whole day. I'm much happier with how the Patagucci's are running now that they're grooved. Um, STT pros, but I'm still, I'm still liking those STT pros better. Yeah. I like the way they look better. Mm-hmm. If that has anything to do with anything, yeah. but <laughs> they, I think they look better than the Patagushis. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's still, there's some more there. You could do some more siping to the Patagushis to make them work a little bit better in the snow. You I just could cut also out the, every other opposite lug and make <laughs> right? it look like I rocks. <laughs> yeah, I did think about that, but I was like, but at that time, like, then I'm spending so much time. Like if I have to spend one to two hours cutting up each tire, I'd rather just buy the tire I want. Yeah, but you um, don't know what that is. I know that's the problem, right? So you just buy. I think you should just buy one STT Pro, one Baja <laughs> MTZ or whatever it is, uh-huh. one, and put them on all four corners. Yeah, and see which one's losing traction or gaining traction or. <laughs> Yeah, but works. then at the same time, the the Patagonias I have right now, they're only like 20% tread left. <laughs> so like there's not a whole lot of tread left on them. I'm sure that's um, contributing to their issues I'm sure. having in the snow. So um, there is a set yeah. of four uh, 37s mm, I can't uh, do Patagonias 37s. or I mean uh, Trepidors on Facebook Marketplace right now. Mm, I can't do treps. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll wear them out too quickly driving to and from the trails. They'll yeah. only last me six months. I was thinking about it. Yeah. They do great on Bobcat. I think Bobcat would be the perfect platform for traps after seeing Kyle's truck and what it does with the mm-hmm. trepidors and Kyle's wider than mine. Yeah, he is. He has those those trail gear uh, yeah, plus width. threes or whatever. Yeah, but anyways, um, the tire conundrum continues. Um, I am a huge, huge fan. I got the Bluetooth radio working properly. Oh, so it's running the APRS in the background now. Um, and it, uh, I'm yeah, really, really happy with that radio now. So cool. yeah, I got it all. Finally, how many so years I've had it, it runs an app on the phone. Yes. So if I, oh, if man, I download get the into radio stuff now, no, in this well, episode. so, okay. Um, uh, maybe a hair, okay. we, we <laughs> cut this part out, <laughs> cut it out later. Cause <laughs> the way that we're thinking about go- organizing ourselves for going down to the King of hammers is that I'm possibly going to be driving around the F one fifty down at hammers. Yes. So if I get the app for the Bluetooth radio, mm-hmm. can I l- use that the radio in the, in the truck? Yeah. With my own call sign. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cause everything runs off of the app. So you just set up the app with your call sign. Does that do is there a specific, like, specific code to use that radio. Like if I have the app, can I walk between like your truck and Lee's truck and you sync between whoever's communications easier? Um, it wouldn't do it automatically. You yeah. have to pair it with yeah. that device. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it still pairs using Bluetooth, uh, pairing protocols. How badass would that be? But you just like have six of these people that have it and you just mm-hmm. walk around camp wherever you are and <laughs> it's just whatever one has a better syncing signal uh-huh. it works. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you could, you could set it up that way. 
Um, for sure. Hmm. Um, the radio can only be connected to one app at a time, but the app can be connected to multiple radios at one time. Got it. So, okay. Yeah. So you couldn't, yeah. Interesting. That'd yeah. be, that'd be kind of cool. So, um, for hammers, I'm going to set up that Bluetooth radio. I have a second one, right? So I'm going to set it up in the F one fifty. Oh, cool. So I'll have one in Kermit and then one in the F one fifty as well. I need to get one for Charlotte. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, if you're down to learn the app, um, it's a phenomenal radio. I really like it. Um, but the the app is a pain in the ass to learn. Yeah, okay. It's, I've had it for two and a half years. And I'm still figuring the freaking radio out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of us or leave us some voicemails, make sure you say who you are. If you, <laughs> if you want us to mention that on the on the show here, um, you can do that at 916-345-4744. Um, I did call Wheeling Wine and Whiskey's uh, voicemail recently, and apparently they have uh, our phone number listed on their voicemail as the complaint hotline. Yes, they do. <laughs> Is it still I don't know when they changed that, but I just when you listened when you call into wheeling wine and whiskey, they still say it's the Lorenzo hotline. Nope. Oh, did they change it? They changed it. Okay. Cause I called them Mm -hmm. and I said, I called in for one reason, but I just gained another one and I haven't because they had, Oh, you're calling in for the Lorenzo hotline. If you have any information in regards to the whereabouts of Lorenzo, blah, 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 you know, like, um, I was like, you guys need to update that. You know where Lorenzo is. So I think they were like, Oh, we didn't realize it. Um, But, uh, I I haven't listened to their most recent one, but I haven't heard my message. They don't play them on I've, the, on the, I one prob- of their shows. I probably have ten to twelve voicemails that I've left them that have never been played. Yeah, <laughs> so mine was a legit. Mine wasn't like just goofing off. I had a question. Oh, but <laughs> mine are all pretty much goofing it, and off. And it could so. very well be on like the most recent episode. Gotcha. One that came out two days ago. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but it. Like, yeah, I didn't hear it on the last two. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, we are apparently the complaint line for um, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey. So absolutely, if you have any complaints about Wheeling Wine and Whiskey, definitely send it our way. We would love to air them <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> um, let's see if people want to get a hold of us on Instagram or see some of the shenanigans that we're up to in between a recording. Uh, you can do that over at Snail Trail 4X4 on Instagram. Uh, how's the TikTok going? Have you been eh, posted on there? I post every once in a while. Okay. I, I posted something the other day and it did okay. Okay. So there's a snail trail four by four TikTok as well. Some v- fun videos showing up there. Uh, I've got, you know, shenanigans I'm up to. I'm going to uh, launch some posts about the trailer, the camping trailer here shortly. Um, so you can find that over at Forks for Toyota Tyler. And uh, of course, there's always emails. You guys can get a hold of us. You know where that is. Um, and uh, make sure to come down to King of the Hammers if you're in the area or you're going to be there. And it uh, should be a really fun time. We're going to have a listener meetup on Friday, Friday during the EMC race around lunchtime at the Morphlate booth. Anything else? No, nope, that's cool. all. Do you have any final words for everybody out there, Jimmy? Air down for what? And with that, my friends, keep crawling.
I got one for you. Okay. You have a, you have a very, this one's good. (laughs) An interesting look on your face. Okay. I'm ready. What do you call a pony with a sore throat? I have no idea. A little horse. Um, (laughs) okay. That one's funny. Come on. That's a good one. Oh, uh, man. 